You're listening to the One Man Show Network. Welcome to the MMA Fight Picks Podcast with your host, Aaron Weinbaum. Kids, and welcome to the MMA Fight Picks Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Weinbaum. I'm joined by special returning guest, Dave McGrath. How you doing, buddy? Buddy, I am great. Uh, it's always an honor to uh, to get asked, even at 10.30 at night. Uh, I will immediately jump out of bed. Any, anything for you, Aaron. Golly. Well, thanks, buddy. I, I appreciate that. Uh, if you're listening live on the Periscope, feel free to help us pick some fights. We are picking the big ones from uh, UFC, and I'm blanking on which one this is. Come on, 239. 239, T-Mobile Arena, Vegas, Big card. International Fight Week. International Fight Week. And so if anyone's it, it, at International Fight Week, you know, God love you. I'm envious of you right now, you know. But uh, I'm not there. Extremely. That's one thing I have not uh, checked off the bucket list myself. So, no, yeah, man. One day. Either. Someday, someday. All right. Uh, there's some things going on with you. Some some new news I, I see on your Twitter. And, sure. and you, you texted me. Sure. And you're, you're, you're joining a new network. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, I I must say, and, and I'll be brutally honest, I this thing with the Rockfin is very good. Um, a long time ago, I had a chance to work for Flow Sports, didn't take it. And the reason I didn't take it is because I didn't, and I'm going to be honest, I didn't think they had enough of a footprint. And I was like, well, this is kind of small. Oh. Um, and of course, they blew up into this massive uh, conglomerate. And, and, you know, for the people who don't know, you know, the guy who created Flow Sports, of course, created the Rockfin, and they're they're small. And I told myself I'm going to stick with it this time because I, I trust uh, who's in charge. And uh, here I am, not even a month later, bringing the podcast to uh, Jim Jack's Media Network. Uh, it's appealing on a couple levels. Uh, a, they don't have any MMA content at all. We'd be the only one. They're predominantly football, uh, NHL, NBA, all the sports uh, they even have a big celebrity interview uh, section, and uh, they wanted MMA there, of course, because it's the biggest growing sport in the world, and somehow they got pointed towards me and us. So uh, uh, just for the people who, you know, writing is my number one passion, and all of my writing will still be at the Rockfin, so the, the relationship is still there, so I'm happy for that. Good deal, man. Well, that's exciting, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. And uh, maybe we'll be network buddies one of these days. You never know what's going to happen, right? You know, I try to stick close to Aaron Weinbaum. You're like the big fish. I'm, I'm the guppy. Oh, stop, man. <laughs> Not even close. All right. First up, man, uh, we got Gil Melendez versus Arnold Allen. I believe this is at featherweight. That's crazy. Gilbert Melendez at featherweight against Arnold Allen, who is a... Uh, a guy who most people don't know, but a very underrated uh, uh, killer, as Joe Rogan would say. <laughs> yeah, so this is tough. I didn't realize that Gil has lost, golly, four in a row. I mean, against top sure. guys, though, you know, Anthony Pettis, Eddie Alvarez, Edson Barbo, uh, uh, Jeremy Stevens, I believe that was his first fight at 145 pounds. His last win was Diego sure. Sanchez back in 2013. Yeah. Insane fight, if you remember, that too. Was it was an, an absolutely fight. insane fight. Gilbert Melendez is one of those guys, I think we give him more credit because when he's out there in fights, he turns in incredible performances. Unfortunately, it's usually uh, in a losing effort. <laughs> Man, uh, I don't know. This is crazy. You know, Arnold Allen, they're not doing any favors to Gil here because 
Arnold Allen is certainly not. He's a killer, man. He's he's got a win over Makwan Amer- Americani, and that's that's you know that means a lot here. Um, ooh, I don't know, man. What are you thinking? Um, I love Gil. He's one of the reasons why I'm interested in this sport. He's been around forever. Um, he's a legend of the sport, irregardless of his uh, his win loss record. But I'm all in on Allen. I expect Arnold Allen to pick up. Uh, at least to this point, the biggest name win of his career, and, and it'll probably be an exciting fight. When was the last time you walked away from a Gil Melendez fight and said, uh, I'm bored? Although he hasn't fought in four years, so I'll be interested to see. Listen, if Gilbert wins, holy crap, that's going to be impressive. But coming off a long layoff against a killer like Allen, I, I expect Allen to win. Yeah. yeah, I hate to do it too. Uh, and let's face it, he, he did get popped not too long ago, and he hasn't really been the same since uh, by popped i mean uh an usada violation if it was even usada at the time yeah. it's been a while back um sure golly and he never did disclose what he got in trouble for i don't like it when they don't do that so that just kind of implies a little <laughs> underhandedness but um yeah i i love gill i i loved his fights um the strike force days were of legend but sure i think the young up-and-coming killer honorable Allen is going to take care of this. I don't know that he finishes him. You know, Gil's, Gil's too tough for his own good, but uh, yeah, I, I I can't go against him. And speaking of the great Diego Sanchez, he is fighting Mike Chiesa. Ooh. Man, and Diego kind of a bit on a, on, a, on a career resurgence lately. You know, he seems to be doing all the right stuff. A win over Craig White, a win over Mickey Gall. You know, he did lose badly to Matt Brown. He lost to Ally Quinta before that at 155 pounds. Um, but, you know, just when you think he's on a good decision-making train, he just up and leaves Jackson Wink, and they're saying he's only going to have one guy in his corner. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. That's crazy. It's odd what's going on at Jackson Wink. Maybe somebody should write that story, but... Yeah. Um, I think we did an episode yeah. of this podcast a few months ago, and I said that Mickey Gall was going to pick up the signature win of his career mm-hmm. um, against Diego Sanchez, and uh, Diego should hang it up. So anybody who's listening to this and taking my pick seriously, clearly I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, Chiesa is on the rise. Uh, he's been around a bit. He's got some good wins. He's got a couple losses in there, too. Kevin Lee, namely, did beat Anthony Pettis. Uh, excuse me, lost to Anthony Pettis and Kevin Lee. Every time he's faced top competition, he's lost. And I said to myself, I'm never picking against Diego Sanchez again. So I'm going to go with a, a minor upset and pick Diego. Wow, wow, wow. I don't know. You know, Kiesa looked like a killer at 170 pounds against Carlos Condit. But, you know... Getting a career or getting a win over that, someone at the end of his career, you know, they put a lot of stock in these guys and, you know, they inflate them. They're entitled talk. They're, you know, the next great thing here at 170 pounds. And you're right. He he loses some top guys, and that's at 155 pounds. He swears he's bigger, stronger, faster. Well, not maybe not faster, but he's probably faster than most welterweights. Um, I am going to go with Kiesa. I like his jujitsu, but Diego's never been tapped. So if this is a, a dirty little ground fight, then, you know, Diego probably holds his own. But I don't know. You know, it's it's essentially, it's it's two really big lightweights going at it uh, at welterweight. But yeah, I might disagree. I don't like to pick against Diego. I don't like that Diego's still fighting, really. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go Chiesa. 
the thing is, is that, I mean, if we're talking about motor, who's got a better motor than yeah. Diego? Yeah. Who can take a better punch than Diego? And he's never been tapped. I just don't see where you give the edge to Chiesa, but he is on the rise. Uh, it's an interesting little fight. It just goes to show you how stacked this card is. Now, there's a, there's a new formula in the UFC. It's if you move up from middleweight and you win a couple of fights, you get a shot against John Jones. So next up on sure. this train is Luke Rockhold. He's going to try to do that <laughs> against uh, Jan Blockowitz. Now, you know, it's hard for me to just say he's going to be great at 205. You never know until you know. You know, I and that's a lot of no's and that, you know, you know, you know. But uh, I'm thinking, like, I was totally surprised at Tiago Santos, who's going to fight for the title. We're going to talk about that later. Very surprised by Anthony Smith. I mean, he was right. winning, but he was kind of winning ugly, and I wasn't really sold on him until he beat Gustafson. Um, sure. So now next up is Rockhold, and later to follow is Weidman. So you got Luke Rockhold, who just lost against Joel Romero. He beat David Branch. I was, I was at that fight, actually, in Pittsburgh. Thank you very much. The night of food poisoning. And... <laughs> You know, he won a bunch at middleweight, and I think the weight just got too hard for him. Then he got Jan Blockowitz. Um, he just lost, of course, to Tiago Santos. Before that, he had a bunch of wins in a row, uh, you know, including Jared Cannonier, who moved back. I think he, he did move down 185 pounds. Uh, Jimmy sure. Manawan, Akita Karloff. Yeah. Oof. What, what are you thinking? Are you there? Let me just make one thing perfectly yeah. clear, Aaron. Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you. Uh, Luke Rockhold. Luke Rockhold sucks. Okay, let's make that very clear. No, come on. Moving to 205, he, he's just not very good at fighting. And um, for anybody to try and sell me on the idea that Luke Rockhold could one day potentially give John Jones a fight in mixed martial arts is lying to themselves. All that being said... Um, Jan Blakovich has not been very impressive uh, at 205 or at any weight or at any point in his career. I still think it's a tough matchup. It's a good guy for Rockhold to sort of get his feet wet at 205. I don't love it for Rockhold. I really don't. But I expect him to win just because the competition just isn't there. And you're right. The, the point you make about 185 is moving to 205, like Smith, yeah. Santos, Rockhold, Weidman. That's the division now. Just all old 185ers. And you got the guy who's probably the toughest matchup for Jones, who cannot make 185, Yoel Romero, still sitting there at 185. The guys miss weight more times than, he, than, than any of these guys we've just mentioned. And he's probably the toughest matchup for Jones, and he's still sitting down there. But that's just a sidebar. I, I like Rockhold, but you know I, I don't have any confidence. If Blakovich beat him, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. I, I'm not a Rockhold guy. Uh, clearly, you are not a Rockhold guy. Let's just say, though, he has some good wins. Tim Kennedy back in the day, Jacare Souza. Um, golly, I mean, he's been fighting forever. Keith Jardine, I don't really count that. No, but he's got, oh, sorry, two. No, no, no. No, I take the back. Oh, Tim Bosch, you know, Tim Bosch is no slouch. Of course, the great Michael Bisping, Leota Machida. And Weidman, in a, in a fight I would have bet my house on, you know. Um, I right. don't know. Certainly. I, I, I do think that he will probably win this fight. I am going to pick Luke Rockhold. Um, I don't know. We'll see. You know, Jan just got beat by a former middleweight, who, who is, of course, to be fair, challenging for the title. But we'll see. And that pace that Santos puts is crazy, too. And we'll talk about that later. But, yeah, I got, I got, I got the Lukester. 
as, as much as I don't want not to. to. Not to be confused with the Kevster, as Jail Sonnen would say. Oh, Kevster. Oh. Yes, the best. The, he oh, was the Kevster. best drug cheat, right? Is that what he said? Chael. Oh, <laughs> Chael. Um, all right. Oh, now. This one shouldn't even... This this fight shouldn't have even been made. It's not even fair. George Mazavidal against Ben Askren. Ah. Come on. <laughs> they are throwing Mazavidal to the wolves. It's just, this is a mismatch. What, what, now, what, what do you think is going to happen here? Well, again, let me let me be strong. I, I, I said leading up to the Lawler fight that I, I thought that was the worst possible matchup for Ben. Um... You know, he took everything that Lawler had and still and still was able to get his hands on him. Yeah. Um, my initial inclination was to pick Jorge all day. He's hot. He's got a great motor. His hands are far better than Ben's, which is not saying a lot because everybody's really are in that division. All that being said, the more and more I watch tape and I've studied both of them a lot this week in preparation for an article I just wrote about Ben, I expect Ben to win. Um, I just think Jorge's takedown defense um, is weak enough for Ben to be able to take him down and be able to hold him down. I think there'll be some scary moments if you're a Ben Askren fan. I don't think it's an easy fight. I don't think it's one of those 15 minutes where Ben sort of lays on him the whole time and takes away his manhood. But I I expect Ben to outpoint him enough to get the decision. Yeah, all jokes aside, it's clear I'm a Ben Askren fan. You know, I'm a former University of Missouri Columbia graduate. But let's do a little MMA wrestling math here. You saw what uh, Damian Maya did to Masvidal. You know, he controlled him, and he's not a wrestler; he's a jujitsu guy. But he controlled him for the majority of that match. I mean, it may not have been the most exciting fight to the layperson, but I enjoyed it. Um, and then you got, then you saw what happened when Maya went up against. A high-level wrestler, you know. I mean, sure. Tyron absolutely neutralized him, and, and, and you know Ben's Tyron's coach. So, you know, you got an even better wrestler than Damian Maya going against Masvidal. That doesn't mean that Masvidal can't catch him with something, but I guarantee he doesn't hit harder than Robbie Lawler. So, you know, well, it is what it is. Can he get? Can he get in? Can he get under him? Can he clinch him? Um, he's got to be careful going for the double leg. He might get caught on the way down. But I think he'll probably just try to get in dirty and body lock him and just drop down and take him to the ground and, you know, get him pregnant. The Man. thing is, is and it's just here's a scary thought. Ben Askren uh, attempts a couple takedowns early and, and, and Jorge stuffs him when he's fresh. Um, what does Ben do then? What does he do when he tries to take him down and can't do it early before Jorge is tired? And if you're an Askren guy, if you're picking him, you have to be worried about that. Right yeah, now. I will say this about Ben: though. he'll just keep going all night, all night, all night. Clinch, clinch, he does what clinch he does. until he wears he him down. So I don't, I don't think that's going to get in his head too much. Maybe it's a cardio thing, but you know, I don't think he gets tired. I don't see him get tired. He just he's got he's got Askren pace. You know, he doesn't come out out of the right. gate just right. blowing up. You know, he's been wrestling his entire life. Those guys are just hard, man. Look at history. Look at all the wrestlers in the UFC. You know, from Woodley to Khabib, yeah. all the way down to Henry Cejedo, they just have a different level. Yeah, uh, we didn't even talk to Masvidal's fought last. You know, he did beat Darren Till. I I was surprised. Right. I think Darren cuts too much right. weight. He can't take a punch like that. Right. But you know, right. losses to the top guys: Stephen Thompson, Damian Maya. He beat Donald Cerrone. Yep. You know, kind of an inflated lightweight at that time. Uh, yeah. I don't know. 
let me ask you this, Aaron. Yeah. Let's just say Askren has a good performance. Yeah. And this is a question I've pondered all week and for a few weeks. Does he vault over Covington and get the next shot against the aptly named Marty from Nebraska? I will tell you this. They are not, I don't think they're doing right by Colby, but I think there may be more to this story. Um, mm-hmm. I think he was probably hurt uh, that he didn't, get, he didn't get that last shot. I don't think he was ready to go when Usman and uh, Tyrone fought. I, th- I think they're just not disclosing that because he was invited to be there. He was, he was, you know, he, they let him in with the belt. So sure. I don't know, man. And but he could. He could just go right over fight in November against Usman. Or let's say Usman's not ready to go and there's a fight in September and it could be Colby it could be Colby uh well no hang on. No, when did I take that back? Because Robbie is fighting Colby. It's probably in September. In August. In August, yeah. yeah. That'd be too in soon. Yeah. There could be an October fight that makes a lot of sense. You never know. Yeah. The welterweight division is is weird right it, now. It is. That's for sure. Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe they do set up Marty and uh and Ben and somehow we get a Tyron Colby. Sure. I feel like even coming off losses, Tyron and Colby will sell just fine. You can do that fight anywhere, it'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. It, I don't see I I don't see Robbie getting past Colby. I, unless he absolutely catches him with something, and, and they have trained yeah. together, and you know it's a tell though because uh, Colby's almost being a little too respectful, <laughs> so I, sure. I, I maybe he I doesn't want to rile him up. Who? How can you talk shit to Robbie Lawler? You can't. Yeah. You can't. Even Ben couldn't. Ben, he's fought the two greatest trash talkers who are active in the UFC: Ben Askren and Colby Covington, and neither one of them could say a bad word about the guy they just no, can't no and after that fight you know the controversial ending or whatnot he goes why would i want to rematch robbie i mean I, I, I he's a tough guy to fight i like robbie i don't want to fight him again you know <laughs> he is a likable oh, guy I mean, he's, he's a he may not killer. have that choice yeah if robbie gets past colby yeah you're right man oh uh, next one is difficult for me to pick as well this is the co-main event this is for the uh 135 pound belt amanda nunez Versus Holly Holm. And let, let, before we get into this, did, did Nunez just, she looked like a, I mean, she hit like a truck when she fought Cyborg. I mean, I didn't even know she could hit that hard. That was crazy. Sure. It was the leg kicks, really, when you go back and watch it, that is really what got uh, Chris. Uh, she she just was so off balance after taking a couple of hard leg kicks. And, I think Amanda showed that with all the power she has in her fists, I mean, she's just a tank, and her lower body was just as strong, and that's really what what got Cyborg off off balance in that fight. Oh, we got a couple of comments. Dirk Diggler is uh, (laughs) Dirk Diggler. Do you guys you get the reference here? Uh, What's that movie called? (laughs) Boogie Nights. Nice, Dirk Diggler. Boogie Nights. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah. And uh, golly, he he said so. He's saying Nunez all day. Well, what are you thinking? You think it's Nunez all day? Well, I mean, what a difficult... Uh, talk about going out on a limb, Dirk Diggler. Um, <laughs> going out on know, a limb. <laughs> I, I am... Uh, I'm, I'll tell you one thing. I'm inspired by a boxing match that took place a couple weeks ago with Andy Ruiz and uh, Anthony Joshua. I told myself I was going to pick an upset going into this card. Yeah. And I'm certainly not to... Uh, not to put any spoilers out there, but I'm certainly not going to pick against John Jones. 
Now, let me put it this way. Amanda Nunes is, is dominant a champion in any, any, any sex, any weight class that the UFC has ever seen. Holly Holm is one in three in her last four fights. She, the division is weak, and she once upset Ronda Rousey. And that's really why she's here. Mm-hmm. All that being said, she's a former world champion boxer. Her distance and her range is beautiful. Her grappling is better than anyone, anyone thinks. Um, she's an excellent kickboxer who can come at you from a variety of angles. If she can somehow, some way, stay away from that power, I can see her winning a split decision. So I'm going to pick Holly Holm to win like, you know, 49-48 in the tightest of margins, and we get ourselves a five-round barn burner Ooh. where we're all sitting there at the end and go, you know what, this could go either way, and Holly gets her hand raised. That's what I'm going to pick. That's a bold prediction, man. Um, here's the thing. Nunez has, uh, problems with spry blondes that are good on their feet, you know? Sure. Just the go hundred- back and watch that second Valentina Shevchenko yeah. fight. And you tell me who won, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't want to call it a straight robbery. It was a split decision, but you know, it, this is a girl that's, that was undersized clearly by, you know, in the 135-pound division, she doesn't look like she struggles that much to make 125. And she, I don't see anyone beating her there. Anyone beating her at 125 pounds right now. Um, no, and, she, the division is hers for as long as she wants it. Yeah, and she took it. I think she really took it to Manny Nunez. I could have went either way. I wasn't totally upset with it. But um, as far as the 135-pound division, I don't think she has lost, lost since, oh, Kat Cat Zingano. Zingano. When was that? 2013, 14? When was that? Yeah. Yeah, September 2014. And Holly, you know. wasn't even born yet then. And God bless Holly. They don't give her the easiest schedule. I. At that Jermaine Duran and she kept hitting her late at the bell. It was kind of a weird fight. It was 145 pounds anyway. And then, you know, she leaves, she vacates the bell because she doesn't want to fight Cyborg. Uh, but she yeah. did lose, she did straight lose to Valentina Shevchenko. And then there was that last second yeah. choke out, not last second, but last Misha round choke out to Misha Tate, where she went out boxing. Yeah. By God, she didn't tap. She, she, yeah. <laughs> she tried throwing a couple jabs, but. And <sighs> it's interesting to note, too, Aaron, that she was dominating the fight with Misha. And also, she yeah. fought Chris Cyborg at a time where Chris Cyborg was murking everybody. And it was a gigantic win for Holly that she pushed Cyborg all five rounds. She that did. fight went to a decision. Yeah. yeah, and she had nothing left to prove. I mean, she just went out trying to trying to win that fight, and it wasn't going to happen. But I don't know. I am going to pick Nunez. It's hard to pick against her right now. I think she's got a lot of confidence after that Cyborg fight. You know, she beat. Oh, what was that? That that was that co- controversial thing where her coaches made her go out there. She beat the hell out of Raquel Pennington. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that was another. Yeah. So I don't know. I I can't pick against Nunez. I I think she's on. Let me ask you this. Question. Yeah. Let's just say let's play the game and Amanda Nunez wins. What are you more interested in, uh, Valentina Shevchenko moving up to one thirty-five or a Chris Cyborg rematch? I want a Cyborg rematch. I think that needs to happen. I don't think. Yeah. <sighs> You know, I don't know that Shevchenko will. I, I don't know if they're going to do a trilogy. Shevchenko, go ahead. Killer right now, man. She is. I go the other way. I want to see Shevchenko and Amanda Nunes right now. There's talk that she would go to 125, go down in weight to fight her, but not, she's already whining sure how hard it. Go ahead. What now? I'm not so sure she could make that, but if she could somehow do that and become the triple champ, I mean, 
you got to start thinking about, you know, is she the greatest mixed martial artist of all time? She can do that. Yeah, she can't. I mean, she's whining this. She's whining right now about how this is the, you know, the, the weight cuts, the, the biggest battle she's fighting right now. And that's 135 pounds. There's no way. That's a chip in Holly's favor if she's sitting there talking about the weight cut right now on fight week. Yeah, but she did it. She does it before. You know, she pulled out of a fight, actually. Uh, it was sure. that last Shevchenko fight, and then and then they rescheduled it or whatever. But she said it was a sinus infection or whatnot. I don't know. I don't know. But I got to go, Nunez. All right. Well, you already kind of gave away your pick here, John Bones Jones, Tiago Santos, the man, uh, the second man with the plan to move up to 185 and get a title shot after a couple of dominant wins. Who has he beat? To get this shot. Now, there's a really interesting storyline going into this, though. You know, he has a win over Anthony Smith, the last title challenger, the guy that dethroned Alex Gufferson. In a fight, I didn't give him a chance to win. I didn't think he'd win that in any way, shape, or form. But, by God, he powered through, and he submitted him. I mean, wow. And let's not forget, you know, he submitted Uzdemir. Uh, This isn't really about Anthony Smith. Let's look. Santos beat Jan Blockowitz. Uh, I guess, poor Jan, I guess he's just the punching bag for up-and-coming uh, middleweights to uh, light heavyweight. Knocked out Jimmy Manoa, beat Eric Anders back at middleweight. No, it, that was I'm sorry, that was his light heavyweight debut. But that was a, kind of a bad deal. Eric Anders took that fight at short notice, and you know I know he doesn't have to cut a lot of weight to get to 205, but he had just fought sure. the month before. He had to fly to Brazil. And, I did not like that fight. Anders. Anders will fight anytime, anywhere. He just yeah. fought, did that again where he fought in back-to-back months. So, go ahead, Aaron. Sorry. No, you're good. And then he, he did lose to David Branch. I mean, Dave's no slouch, but he's not had the best luck in the UFC. But then he's got sure. that win. He's got two big wins, Anthony Smith and Jack Hermanson. But there's the problem. These boys on weigh-in day weighed 185, 186 pounds. Then you got John Bones Jones. Uh, you know, it was an ugly fight against Anthony Smith. You can say what you want, but... You know, maybe Anthony's just that good to be able to keep him at bay. Um, beat Alex. Beat DC. Beat OSP. Beat DC before that. Glover. Gus. Chael. Vitor. Rashad. I mean, shit. <laughs> How do you pick against him? Well, I mean, when you look at this fight, you know, here's the guy who's going to beat John Jones. AKA, you know, he's going to have measurables. Yeah. And number one thing that's underrated about John is his fight IQ. The guy who's going to beat Jones is going to have a comparable fight IQ. And when you look at Tiago Santos, not only does he have a low fight, he has no fight IQ, Aaron. Literally. Go back to that last fight with Jimmy Manoa. People are t- selling me wolf tickets that Tiago Santos is somehow going to beat John Jones. This is a guy who nearly got knocked out by Jimmy Manoa in yeah. his last fight. Jimmy Manoa, who was last seen retiring in the octagon after yet another brutal knockout. Yeah. Um, this is Jones by murder. I'm not even sure that this thing gets out of the first round or the second round. You know, I'll give Tiago the respect of, of course, if he can catch John with a right hand, um, you know, low fight IQ wildness will probably lead to, I don't know if John will finish him with the fists. You know, he'll probably submit him. John hasn't submitted anybody in a while, although his submission game is nasty. Mm -hmm. I expect, um, you know, Jimmy uh, Tiago Santos to do something dumb and John to catch him in a choke or something like that. But, you know, Anthony Smith, um, 
you know, that we'll be looking back at the Anthony Smith fight with glee and saying, Oh, I wish we could get one as good as that. Cause this one isn't, isn't going to be like that. This is going to be one of those, um, wow. John Jones is just a 10 levels ahead of this guy. So, yeah, you know, I, I just, I could not envision a scenario anywhere in my heart or in my brain where Tiago Santos wins this fight. No, and, no, nah. I mean he came out just flat blitzing Manawai. He does that to John Jones. No, nah. he's gonna run into something, or he's gonna get he's gonna get taken down, submitted, whatever. So yeah, Jones done. Sorry for all you that that think uh, <laughs> Tiago Santos is gonna come and and, and make an upset, sure. but could be wrong. You never know. Could be wrong. Who thought that Buster Douglas was going to be prime Mike Tyson in those days at 42 to one? I mean, nobody did. Douglas was a bum who couldn't get out of his own way. And Mike Tyson was the scariest guy on planet earth. Yeah. Um, these things happen. Um, but John Jones is just, uh, he's the greatest combat athlete we've ever seen. And, uh, you know, he just, he doesn't drop these kind of fights. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't do that. So I, I want to thank uh, Dirk Diggler 1010 for being the top <laughs> fan here. He's been commenting this whole time. So thank you. Uh, he, he's, he's into Jones too. So we're good. He's, he's back on the, he's, he's, you guys are friends again. So good deal. And are you seeing any reputable media member in the MMA community who's picking Tiago Santos? Uh, no, <laughs> I haven't. Have you? No. Let me ask you this question yeah. one more. Sure. How much would Twitter break? MMA Twitter, what would happen if somehow Tiago Santos wins this fight? Um, what would happen to the internet? Well, first thing people will say is, what happened to John Jones? Is he hurt? Uh, he's had a lot on his mind, you know. And th- this, this loss, you know, it was a relief to him because he had all this pressure. And, sure. you know, I don't know. I, Twitter would break. I, I would be wrong, but then you got Anthony Smith. All of a sudden, there's a storyline, you know? Let's say John doesn't sure. want the immediate rematch, and all of a sudden, you know, Smith's right there. I don't know. So let's let's just keep walking the line that Jones wins this fight. Mm-hmm. Where does he go? What does he do after this? Does he continue to fight these uh, bloated middleweights that nobody cares about? Or does he make the move to heavyweight and, and take a feast on, you know, Francis Ngannou, Steep Bay, Daniel Cormier, which is always there. I mean, what does he do? He doesn't want to move up as long as Daniel Cormier is there. He thinks uh, Dan's too smart at heavyweight. And he got, at least he's honest. He thinks he can only beat him at 205. Right. He might be right. I, I think Daniel is be. is the killer at, at, at heavyweight. I'm not going to pick that yet. Um, but I think he moves up when Daniel's out of the picture. But until then... <laughs> I mean, we're going to be looking at probably a playoff fight here. If Rockhold and Weidman lose their fight, they probably, the, the natural thing, or I'm sorry, if they win their fights, the natural thing is to set up a rematch between them. Sure. And then we're going to be looking at John versus the, the Corey Andersons of the world, the yeah. Johnny Walkers of the world. Yeah. You know, and, and that's it, I guess. I forget about Johnny Walker. Uh, no, there's a, who's the other guy? Oh, damn. He's a great athlete, too. Anderson, uh, who no. we missing? Gosh, damn it. Hayes? No, God dang it. What's his name? Oh, come on. We're missing some. We are missing someone. I can't remember his name. He He's good. He just won. Oh, man. Oh, uh, oh. Not Walker. He, he's trying to help me out. Mm. Dirk Diggler's trying to help me out. No, it's uh somebody else. Come on, Diggler. 
Come on, Diggler. <laughs> Who is it? Walker will beat Jones. Oh, okay. I got to. I got to look at Jones. The, I got to look at the rankings here. I, listen, I'm cheating. I'm going to use the Google machine here. Light heavyweight. Huh? Yeah. Use Google. I am. I am. Okay, I'm on the Google machine here. We're gonna both. This is gonna be those things. We're like, oh yeah, that guy. He's awesome. Uh, Brazilian. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, John Jones. Oh shit, 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 shit. shoot. Oh, heavyweight. Where yet? Oh, here we go. Light heavyweight. All right, Dominic Hayes. Thank you. All right, Dominic Reyes. Yeah, Gosh, yeah. Dang so it. yeah, that he's guy. got the. He's got a couple interesting contenders there. With Reyes, Anderson, Johnny Walker, who's on the come up. Although I'd like to see Johnny Walker actually maybe, you know, fight somebody of some name value maybe yeah. two or three times. But it is the 205 division, which basically means if you have an interesting finish or two, you could be in line for a title shot. Well, I like Rackage so. too. Alexander. Yeah, Rackage. Yeah. Man, he's a very, he's the dark, dark, dark horse in that division. But be careful. Oh, I'd like to see a Walker Corey Anderson. Why not? Let's see if he's for real. Sure. I called for Walker and Anthony Smith. Honestly, let's see what Walker's all about right now. Yeah. Why not? I mean, that's kind of what they why did not? to Smith. I mean, they threw him to the wolves at light heavyweights. So why not? It's the UFC, man. Ben Askren comes in. He fights Robbie Lawler off the bat. I mean, there's no time. It's not Bellator where you're taking people from Hooters. And uh, this is the this is where we want to know what you're all about right now. Nobody, nobody gets a free pass, well, you know? Dirk Diggler is sold that it is... Uh, the the fight to make is uh Johnny Walker. So all right, Dirk. Thank you, buddy. I could, Dirk, I could see it happening against the UFC. I mean, that's probably <laughs> the biggest money fight he could have at two oh five. People yeah. would pay for that. People would on fifty percent of MMA Twitter would pick Johnny Walker in that fight for absolutely no reason other than he does the worm after his fights. <laughs> and breaks <laughs> his shoulder. Oh. Right. All right, man. I think we've done it, buddy. On the way out, so what what would you like to promote? Where can we find Mr. I am everywhere. First of all, check us out on the Rockfin, which me and Aaron are, uh, we are brothers in arms over there. Um, all all my writings there, I've been dropping a couple, uh, long form stuff, you know, the stuff I like to write the long, long shit. And, uh, you know, the stories outside the cage, I just did a great, great one in conjunction with Jared Gordon, um, who is truly, uh, the best story in all of MMA. I really mean that. And, uh, check out the number one bullshitters podcast, which we have you on sometimes. Yeah, Uh, that's fun. Uh, myself, Cole, Cole Henry, Pat Shaheen, and, and Ray Freeman, who are some of the best personalities out there on a, that I kind of hitched on with. And uh, yeah, we're at the Jim Jacks Media Network. Our first show will drop August 1st, so that's going to be really cool. Nice. And as always, brother, I appreciate um, hanging out with you anytime. Yeah, we, we, we're like the short notice brothers. Like, we just call each other, hey, what are you doing tonight? Yep. What are you doing tonight? <laughs> we're, like, we're like that girl who will always come through, you know, two in the morning. Yeah. You know, I'm old, babe. You want to watch Netflix? I'm here for you. Oh, Daisy, I miss her. Anyway, all right, buddy. That'll do it. That'll do it. Thank you. All right, thank you. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next time on the MMA Fight Picks Podcast. Shalom. Please remember to support the podcast by visiting the affiliate links on AaronSaysWhat.com.